What's going on guys today on Tales from the Lone Salesman, we'll be talking with Wedbush83 on his experience with NFTs and my thoughts on the whole thing. I really wanted to cover this by myself, but my friend was just getting into it, so I brought him on the show. Here's a short introduction he brought for us today. Let's give it a listen. Hello everyone, I'm Redbush. Just to give you a little background about myself, started streaming about three months ago. In January, I hit enough followers to go ahead and join the Level Up program on Facebook. At that same time, I also got involved with NFTs. And I gotta tell you, I'm hooked. But today, we're gonna talk with the lone salesman. He's got some questions to ask, and maybe I can answer some of them. But to be honest, I just started. So if you are interested in NFTs or crypto or anything, go out and do your own research. Thanks. I was going to talk about this myself. I realized that I don't know. Well, I know enough. So like I'm into crypto, right? I'm like not like 100% always like in the market, but you know, I, I follow it and you know, I do my research. I play around. I've done some mining. I've done some um, trading here and there, but um, the whole concept of NFTs, when that came up, because people, when, when people were talking about crypto, there's so many naysayers saying, oh, this is like a big scam. This isn't real money. This isn't worth anything. But then you see people, you know, the price of Bitcoin shoot up to over like $60,000 per one, you know, like first it like shot up to 10 grand, then uh, 60 and, and you know, it's it keeps going. And then with that, there's new, coins out there uh running off ethereum everything and then we have the whole nft idea the non-fungible token which is like okay so let's use this crypto let's use the ciphers and um hashes to create something to where if you have a piece of digital art and you attach this token to it it's like it's it's a it's that's what it is right so um it's kind of like in the military you know let's just use that example we have our our our, our military ids and within those there's digital certificates we use to uh to say hey you know chief whatever and when you sign an email it says hey this is who i am the only person who can tell me there's no other way like someone can impersonate this certificate this is me you have to have my my password pin and you have to have the card NFT is somewhat similar, right? So you have a whole backend system, the ciphers, everything with Ethereum running against this picture, this image, and it's saying, hey, this is owned by uh, Redbush, no one else. Now you can take a picture of it, you can screenshot it, but you'll never truly own it. Do you actually want people to screenshot it? and post it in other places because really? if they see it and they like it they want to buy now it. now they might want to buy it interesting right? so the the whole thing behind it and i just uh was listening to a podcast last night about it and i was like man i don't want anybody to use my art uh and you know they were breaking it down they're like anytime somebody takes a picture of your nft and post it anywhere else that's basically free advertising. 
you know, you own it. So if I they want it, that. they have huh. to come and buy it. <laughs> that's that's an interesting thing because I think of it like this too. Like when you're talking about like real art, well, not everything's art, but I'm talking about old school art, sculptures, paintings, whatever, physical uh, items that are considered art. They all have to get authenticated, curated, and it's like you can make a forgery. You can copy the picture. You can t- like like the Mona Lisa. You can take a picture of the Mona Lisa, but you'll never really own the Mona Lisa, right? You can get wall art. You can get duplicates. They they do that, right? They sell uh, wall art, motel art, whatever. It's like the Mona Lisa or a a, a copy of it, but it'll never truly be that uh, that item. So the way I see NFTs is is a similar thing. It's like okay, well, like you said. Someone can copy it, promote it, whatever. Someone might want to buy it. It's like, okay, here you go. Here's here's your NFT. So the problem there's two there's two yeah. things on that one. If you don't mind me, go ahead, uh, go ahead. Touching on for on that for a second. So uh, the first thing is right talking about the blockchain. Okay. okay. So once you purchase uh, an NFT, it goes on to the blockchain. Right. Right. And the beautiful thing about the blockchain is is that what it does is when you make that transaction, it saves over everything that has ever been done on that blockchain. Right. Right. So anything that happened before it cannot be changed. So it's permanent. Yep. Right. And so uh, when you make that purchase and you you put that that transaction on the blockchain, and you're right, you do have to purchase it with some type of crypto. Um, I, I deal with Ethereum mostly, but mm-hmm. it, it it's kind of a security because now you have that transaction that can never be changed. And it's if you don't sell it, it's going to permanently be attached to you. Right. So somebody could take a picture of it, create another NFT and then put it out there and say, hey, this is the original. And everybody knows that it's not because you can go to mine. You can see if it's moved since I purchased it, and you can see the creator, uh, which most of the big ones, right? They get validated on OpenSea, which that's the platform that I use to purchase NFTs. Okay. And so that way they have that permanent record that can never be changed, and that's yours unless you decide to sell it. Okay. Yeah. So I, I think it's a good system. I mean, for the most part, the idea of it is basically look, we can make a digital market of art create it as much as you want and it's it's all there so the infrastructure is there now we we kind of went over the basics and everything but what do you think the pro like you explained some of the pros but what do you think some of the cons could be like what what do you think there's some drawback how do you see any drawbacks with like the whole system and how it is at the moment um you know so this is growing so fast and uh, to say I got in it at the beginning uh, it is slightly true, right? Okay. I would say at the beginning of its max popularity, and that's where it's going to. Um, but right now, right, um, it's it's still kind of new, right? I mean, I, I, I heard about it last year, and I got to say personally, I was like, yeah, that's dumb. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. I just didn't like it. Um, sure. And so and I'm, not, I'm not promoting anybody to go out and start uh, buying NFTs, by the way, you know, do do your research. But um, there's there's a lot of people out there. Be careful that are trying to scam you. 
Right, that's, right. That's anything that you do, anything that you put money into, or any way some con artist can figure out how to take your money and leave you high and dry. Right, that's going to be anywhere. Right. So um, I'm not saying it's not out there. It's a hundred percent out there. And and even in some of my Discord chats, people have talked about it happening to them, where they clicked mm. on a link or they looked at a DM, right? And the DM led them to their wallet, which drained it all, and then that trace wow. uh, was never found again, and they can't yeah. do anything about it. So yeah, yeah, exactly. Because that's the thing about the wallets, right? So interesting thing about that is like if someone steals your stuff and they transfer it to theirs. There's no way you can get it back. There's no authority that can say, hey, someone stole my shit. Someone stole my crypto. Someone stole my whatever. There's no authority over that. Unlike, I mean, that's the best you'll get. Like, uh, yeah. track them down, you know, and, and then that a, person's already gone. I mean, you, you can get their wallet ID, but you'll never yeah. figure out who actually owns it. Absolutely. I and, mean, most people, they don't actually put like a name. It's the standard number that comes yeah. with the wallet. And so you don't know anything about them. There's and, and to create a wallet, you have to put in zero information. No. I, mean, I literally made uh, my brother a wallet today because I was talking to him. Oh yeah, and uh, and he's like, he's like, what do I need to give you? I said, well, that's that's the beautiful thing about it. I don't need anything. Yeah. You know, I can create all this, and he's like, yeah, but uh, they're gonna know my credit card information. Nope. I said, no. I'm going to buy it and I'm going to send you the money. We're going to pay a little gas fee because, you know, mm -hmm. you got to pay somebody to transfer money yeah. and then you'll have it. And he's, he was just blown away by that. I said, yeah, I mean, that's like it's, the background of crypto. Yeah. Yeah. The black or not the black, uh, the dark web, you know, I was going to mm -hmm. say the black market, but that's not right. But the, the dark well, web. Yeah. 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 I mean, you have all these servers running, um, ciphers and uh, simultaneously just producing the money and keeping it set like this the system is set up it's no different than the banking system that we have in place the whole point of crypto was to create something where anyone can use it no banks were in control of it it's the people who controls it now with that you do have bad people doing stuff like you mentioned you know i was reading the article i sent earlier about uh how a few, a few incidents were kind of like how you mentioned not only just link dropping, but people just straight up like rug pulling. They'll announce like a big project and then they'll be like, okay, we're going to get all this money. And then eventually we're going to say, oh, it's going to launch. It's going to launch. And then it's like, it never launches. And then they just go away. It they, does. And it, yeah. sometimes it does. Right. But they do something even worse. So it launches. Uh -huh. Right. And they give everybody that's interested a chance to mint their NFT, which is basically like you're getting in early. Okay. Right? You're, you're buying a stock um, uh, before it goes public. Interesting. Um, and, and so when you do that, that's kind of a good way for the NFT, whoever's the creators behind it, to create a little capital um, so they can turn around and maybe pump it up by giving, you know, giveaways and doing stuff like that. Hmm. But if there's somebody that's not trustworthy that's involved, um, and I saw it on Twitter, which is a huge platform for NFTs, uh, they straight up said, like, thanks for your money, I'm out. Deleted wow. everything, yeah. gone, right? He probably <laughs> made four or five million dollars. I've seen yeah, uh, I've seen people yeah. left everybody high and dry, and then they can pull back those NFTs. Oh, wow. So they can just take so, the NFTs as well if they bring down that uh pool. Is that so it, the ones that haven't been minted, 
right? Those mm -hmm. are usually the ones that go to public sale. And if they haven't gone to public sale, they, they can say, nobody else is going to mint these. I'm going to pull them back. So everybody that already bought them doesn't have the, the normal amount of NFTs that are with that grouping. And they're basically left high and dry. Wow. And it's sad. So uh, that's a that's a good point of a con, right? Do your research. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, go don't go into one of these projects thinking, oh, everybody's talking about it. Go into their discords, go onto their websites, right? Uh, the okay. website, a good one, it's going to show you a bunch of information about the creators, about the uh, artists, about the team that's behind it. It's going to give you information about what's their plan, right? The roadmap, and it's going to have a, a, a lot of like details about what they're going to do at different stages. Um, they're going to talk about when the minting date is, right? If a project starts up and they're minting like a week later, that's... For me, that's like a red flag. Like, yeah. why, why are you trying to push this out too fast? Yeah, that doesn't make sense. All you're trying to do is get people to mint. They can make money and they can just dip out. Right, right. right. So it's just you, you got to be you got to be real careful. I mean, it's just like anything else. There's people out there that are trying to take your money because they know not a lot of people are educated about it. They don't have the information, so they will just blindly go in there. And it sucks. It really kills the NFT community because mm. you know, now that's usually about 10,000 plus people in a Discord server. And that's a that's a small one, by the way. Really? Right. I have, I have some that have 130,000 people in it. Um, and so usually there's only about 10,000 whitelist spots. Right. So whitelist allows you to mint before public sale. OK. Um, and so. You know, you have 10,000 spots for whitelist. Once it's filled up, that's it. And if they have 10,000 NFTs, everybody gets to mint one. Now, some people will say, okay, we'll do 5,000 for the whitelist and everybody can mint two. Or, hey, we'll do 2,500 for the whitelist and everybody can mint four. Some projects have more than 10,000. I've seen some with less than 10,000. Uh, but that's like the, the number usually is right around 10,000. Um, and so it's just... You know, you have to go into these discords and talk to the people. You can immediately, like at first, I wasn't talking in the discord. Okay. Right? I would just go there and I would watch it and I would just kind of see how they are. And then I, every now and then I'd be like, hey, how's it going? You know, new here. Yeah. Uh, just trying to see what the project is about, you know, and, and good people started answering, talking about it. And the bad ones, you'll see, man. They're <laughs> like, hey, fuck out of here, noob. You know, wow. Like, oh, man, wow. Like, wow. That's not really the way yeah. I wanted to start my Discord with you, you know. Yeah, and like, so right. I joined about forty Discords in a week. Uh, the first week I got into it, and I dropped about twenty-seven of them, like right off the rip. Um, and then there's some that are just like you're never going to get whitelisted, right? The requirements to get it are so high, like you have to be level thirty, you know, in the Discord chat. Wow. You know, you basically just have to sit there and just have conversations with yourself like over and over again and just, you know, rise up, rise up. Um, but some of them are cool. Like some of them mm. are just like, hey, invite 20 people to the Discord okay. and we'll give you a whitelist spot. And so you invite 20 of your friends. Right. Now they see that because they can track it and they go, cool, you did it. Here you go. They put you on the list and now you're on the whitelist and, and you don't have to buy once you're on the whitelist. Okay. It's just good 
at, a, at the beginning of a project that you think has a lot of potential to get on that whitelist and sit and wait and look at the information that's good. That's interesting. So it seems like there's like a whole, well, at least with the NFTs, it's like, it's very different than what I, what I expected, you know, as far as, because with crypto to me, it's very simple. If someone makes a coin, you can choose to mine it, buy it. If it's on the, depending which place you uh, are buying it from Binance uh, coin, whatever. Damn. So yeah, I, I was kind of like looking into it a little bit and how, People have infrastructure, they set up their own infrastructures in itself. Like, okay, we have this pool, and if you buy within the pool, then you, you know, you get it. It's like a whole system, like three sips. Kind of like before I get into uh, what you mentioned earlier with the uh, rug radio, we'll go a little into that because you shared some information on that. The DAO is an important one yeah. to understand. Um, and, and that's kind of a segue into rug radio, but if you think about it in and of itself, NFTs are a DAO, right? Um, right. So, uh, well, you explain know, what that is for people who might not know. Yeah. So, uh, it's a, a decentralized autonomous organization. So right. Basically, okay. The people that are, um, are doing anything are the ones that are benefit benefiting from. Right. There, it's not an organization that is doing all of this and then taking all the rewards. The people that are using it are the ones that get the rewards. Interesting. Yeah, because I, I a simple way to say it. But yeah, yeah, I, yeah. It, that's no. I think it's a good way of saying it because when I think of stuff like that, I think of like Kickstarters. I think of private investing, the stock market. You know, who do you who are you trusting your money to? Like. There's nothing different. Like I've seen Kickstarter games, like projects, whatever. People are like, "Yeah, we're making this new project. It's crowdfunded. If you do this, you get there's benefits depending how much money you pay into it." Companies, it's like, look, we got our board of directors. Usually, it's people who have the most stakes in the company, and then you have the shareholders, and then, okay, and the company, its job is to make money, profits, right? uh they get paid last their investors get paid first and then everything else that's profits is is to them and then if they're losing you know making as, as much money then people aren't aren't going to put their money in they're like all right we're getting out of here like this isn't doing well so but that all of that has been set up over years i mean the stock market's been around for for years people were getting fed up with this the system it's like okay like occupy wall street that happened what 10 years ago and and you had people who were just like, okay, there's only like 1% of the world who has like majority of the money in, in, in the, in the economy. So it's like, what, fuck this, you know, fuck this shit, man. So yeah. when you have these systems set up, it's like the same thing could happen where only certain individuals have the most power, depending on how much you put into it. But at the same time, it gives people a chance to kind of do their own thing. and. It kind of all falls in line with how you want to uh, invest and be an either be an entrepreneur, be just investing. Like, hey, this is just for savings. This is for fun. I could see it being high risk, high reward in some cases. Like when you mentioned you're these really shady discords. I think that's really important. You know, doing research. You mentioned that, and that goes in line with any investing. Like, you look at real estate. 
state too and you're like okay i gotta figure out the new area i'm trying to look at and the house there's so many factors that go into it right and uh same thing could be said about the whole nft thing it's like and with real estate um in some kind some states some countries you have to have a license you got to have this you got to have this it's like before you can do it you got to get it through these guys or they take a cut same thing when you're buying stocks you got to pay a fee you got to pay something because you're you're brokering it through that brokerage or maybe you're paying someone to invest it for you like you get all these iras and all that that's like the safest way of doing compound interest because it's like they're preventing you from doing anything with it for like till you're like 65 and then on top of that it's like well we're going to be using that money in the background but you're guaranteed to get it back yeah right so and so i would call that i would call that centralized it is definitely centralized it's like and and so this this is the opportunity to kind of break away from that yeah because it's all individuals right so it's all individual grown and uh like you said as long as you trust them it's like all right sure like try it I mean, there, there's teams behind each one of these projects um, and each one of them, you know, usually has an artist um, and then you have, you know, the management team, you have like a hype man, right? You have the legal side. I mean, yeah. there is a lot that goes behind a good project um, and, and you can see that, right? You can see that in their roadmap on their website. You can see how the the art is because they'll usually do teasers, yeah. right? They'll throw out like one or two pieces just to kind of like, whoa, all right, this is what it's about. Um, and then as it gets closer to that mint date, you know, the people that are whitelisted and the people that are in the discords, they get more information about it, you know, builds it up. Um, I think the most important thing in these projects is to have uh, one or two people that are just like, huge and in, in, in the nft world right somebody that is going to put that information out there and they've got lots of followers they're going to keep the hype going they're going right. to come in discord they're going to talk they're going to communicate with people uh take time to listen answer questions uh that's the ones that you want to follow right that's the ones that you want to say okay i'm willing to risk because it's always going to be a risk right i'm willing to risk my ETH or my crypto to this person because I believe in what they're doing. Um, and then the minute that you don't believe, um, you got to just get out. You yeah. know, if you, if you find a project and you don't like it, or if you don't like where it's going, or if just something doesn't feel right, um, you get that feeling. And, and it's, mm. you know, you just know, like I, I was close to a couple of different projects that I was probably going to mint one that I did mint and I'm still a little shaky on it. Yeah. Um, and I, I just felt it in, in the discord. I felt it um, the way that the people that were leading it ever came and talked uh. and I could see it. And it was just like, they are not worried about the people that are truly investing in what they're doing. Right. They're just getting it going to make sure that they have all of theirs minted right when it's time. And so I backed out of a few of them and I just said, you know what, this doesn't feel right. Now I did make one bad choice, one that I backed out of and it, it skyrocketed. Wow. Uh, and <laughs> so I was like, hey, you know what, that's just, I should have, I should have looked a little bit more into it. And I went back and I saw the the hype man or, or, you know, the person that was kind of at the top Yeah. Uh, and he 
lots of followers, been in the NFT world for a long time. And it just reminded me, I got to do my research more because yeah. maybe I've seen that. And he was working like three different projects at the same time. And I was only in one of his discords. Um, and sometimes they, they uh, do a collaboration. So they come together. Okay. Um, and information's maybe shared on one of the discords. And that's what I was missing out on. So I didn't see all that uh, communication going on. And that's what kind of pushed me away. So um, it's just, you know, you got you to gotta do the research. Don't, yeah. don't take what somebody says. Right. Don't don't listen to your buddy who's like, hey, this is going to go to the moon. Yeah. Yeah. It's a big meme. Yeah. <laughs> so honest. like, I mean, you know, not all the projects are going to go to the moon and not all of them are going to go to the moon right away. Uh, some of them take time to build okay. these followers that really care about the art and care about the community. And then, um, you know, you just have to wait it out. So. You know, there's the paper hands, right? Um, yeah, just sell it right away. It's a funny, it's a funny yeah. thing to to even say, but the paper hands, right? Oh they yeah, we're talking about them. Yeah, and then they turn around and they sell for like a hundred or two hundred dollars profit, right? Yeah. And I mean, good for them, right? You keep doing that a thousand times a year, you make two hundred dollars a thousand times in a year. Hey, that's that's good money. Um, mm -hmm. But the the people that I've seen um, have taken it and they say okay this is the project that i'm going to be interested in and i'm going to stick with it and then sure enough you know six months later you bought it for 0.1 eth and it's going for 77 ETH. diamond hands uh, baby yeah, yeah, hey you know what hands. i'm holding i'm holding on to my dodge still even after it kind of took a shit i kind of oh uh, yeah i mean i invested hey, when it, it was it early I, hey, you know what? i invested when it was pretty early so like i still yeah. have my profit but you know i'm like um it's it's just like play money for me, really. It's just like, <laughs> you know, it's like to me, it's it's fun to just, it's a you know, it's fun and and something I can mine, make money myself. I don't have to like actually just spend money on it if I just get my uh, exactly. I'm not into mining, but the ones who do it, it could be hard on your you. graphics card. And and some graphics cards have uh, limitations. Than some of the new three series. LHR, which is like light hashing rate, so it'll even if your graphics card could do more, it'll like still uh, limit itself unless yeah, you like have to like send it to overload, right? Because yeah, you would basically be telling it like, "Hey, do more than what it's you know saying is the minimum requirement." Yeah, and then you got to look at overhead, like, all right, how much electricity is this costing, and you know, like, is this going to overheat my computer? Like, I was, yeah. uh, I, I did a decent amount. It's just. You know, you have to do it for a long time because depending where you're doing it from, you have to make you have to mine a certain amount before you can pull out. And I think I over like a, a few days, I got to like maybe a little more than like 30 percent of, of what the requirement was. It was like one hundred fifty thousand Dodge. It was like one hundred fifty million or something like that. And uh, with the way Dodge is right now, it's not that hard. Same thing with Ethereum. Uh, you you needed to mine at least 0 0.01 Ethereum before you could pull it out, and then that's it just a long time. It, it does, and, and you know yeah. if I like if I left my machine on for like a month, and uh, there's depending on like what bots you use and what programs you can uh, see like all right, this is how much electricity I'm using at the rate I'm doing it now. If I didn't turn it off, I would make this much Ethereum in in a month. So there's calculations to kind of help you with that. And uh, I guess that kind of interests me more because it's something that I can do myself whenever I want. 
And that's the whole thing that kind of drew me back, you know, from NFTs, because I'm like, okay, well, this has a lot of shit that goes into it. And uh, I was watching, you know, and I was just like, because I, I had my play in the stock market too. And man, it's like, it's the same deal. It's, and, and, and I got tired of like just doing paperwork for it too. It's just like, well, I got to put some of taxes and then I got to fucking. Doing every year, man. I mean, I'm still in stocks. Yeah. Right. And, and I'm, I'm more of a mutual fund guy. Exactly. Right? That's I, like, I, I'm, I'm doing I, investment I trust in now. Yeah. And I let the people that actually know what they're doing do it. And sure. you know what? Um, I might have a bad quarter or two, but when I look at the overall for the year, um, I, I've been with one mutual fund for over 20 years. Yeah. And I've never had a negative year, even when the, the crash happened. Really? Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. I mean, it's, you know, it's just one of those things, though, right? Like, um, there, there's risk in all of it. And right. if you do the research, then you can minimize the risk, but the risk will always be there. Of course. Um, a big thing with like crypto and, and, um, NFTs, right, is that NFTs are not really driven by a company. It's right. driven by popularity, right? Popularity is what drives it and it can change like that. I mean, think about all those people that, you know, five minutes of fame or whatever, and, and then they lose it and then they're mm -hmm. never talked about again, right? So, uh, the people that have like the big communities and they have these big followers and the ones that are into NFTs, those are the ones that are successful because they keep having good projects and people want to keep following them. And well, what, that's value. Wait, so I, yeah, like you have people who are credible and they're actually making like decent art. I mean, that's my whole issue is I, I don't really like the whole, uh, I guess... But actual, one of the other things I have an issue with is the art itself. I've seen some nice ones that are actually real pictures or like, because I have some fit photos that I wouldn't mind converting into NFTs that are, you know, decent quality. But, but I see the thing that's making the most money is these like stupid animals or characters that are like randomized or whatever. And they must have some sort of program to like, like you know, switch around the assets, I guess, or do something. And, yeah. and, and I have an issue with the art itself. It's just... To me, it's like, would I, would I, like, if this was a physical piece of art, would I put this on my fucking wall and actually, like, look at it? And most of the time, it's like, no, dude, I don't, I don't want to see this shit. It's stupid. But at the end of the day, it's not, it's not really what it's for anymore. It's just like making Trust money. Me, I've, I've seen a lot that I'm like, ugh. Like, and, and I think that's, that's two different ways or, or two different types of investors, right? Yeah. There's people that go in there and that they're just there to use it, to flip it, and then to buy into bigger projects. Sure. Right. And then there's people there that are in love with the art. Um, and as you've seen it develop, because I mean, this goes back. And people might not even know. I think it was 2014, and don't quote me on that. But okay. 2014 is kind of the start of the NFTs, and I, and I think 2016 it kind of went up a little bit more. This is like the start of it. So yeah, if you look at like the start, um, it's these little blocky characters, right? And they, they uh, to me, are not appealing, right? Now to yeah. some of the other ones, the OG NFT collectors, that's appealing for them because right. that's kind of what they grew up with the original yeah, like there's some really good digital art out there don't get me wrong i i appreciate the pixel art and all that 
I, I think they're cool. And I know people are really into them. I just, I'm just more so talking about like the ape shit, like, you know, or just like, I get an ad for one where it's just like some, those are number one. Man. I know. I don't, down, man. I don't know what yeah, it is. Board Ape, Board Ape Club. I mean, that's, that's gonna forever. The fucking, the I saw another I mean, one where it's like these buff guys and they're all like, they're like, I don't, I don't know. They look weird. Yeah. 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 And I'm just like, okay. You know, it's an interesting but, but fact. See, like the art, the art itself, yeah. right, is attached to the artist. Yeah. And so for them, right, they wanted to express something through it. Now, to make it successful, you can't just make one picture and then say, okay, this is, we're going to just run this one picture. Okay. So you're right. What they do is they take it and they modify it in some way and it'll give it features, right? Mm -hmm. And based on how many features um, it has, uh, they, that will determine rarity. So in a collection of 10,000, right, you might have some that are straight up one of ones. And that okay. is, there is no other one that's exactly like this. And you can usually tell because like there'll be something in the background yeah. or it's multiple items. Um, you can tell they're wearing like all sorts of different stuff, you know, yeah, I mean, and, and the ones that aren't that rare are just like the basic picture and maybe have like a plain shirt and like a regular background. Mm. Um, and so that really determines uh, how much it goes for over the floor price. Uh, and the floor price of this project is basically like, hey, everybody that bought one of these, the person that's selling it at the very least amount, that's where we're going to start. And that's called the floor. Right. And so if you have a really rare one, you don't want to put it at the floor price because that has more value. Yeah. But you want to put it at a higher price. And then people see that and they're like, well, the floor is one ETH. This one's very rare. It's a one of one. It's selling for 10. I'm going to buy it. And then they get swept up so fast. I mean, is there like auctions for them as well? Like, do they hold like, did like online auctions for these things? Um, you know, I haven't personally been to an auction, um, but I have heard of communities that, like, let's say um, they have some of them stashed to the side to wait to be released. Okay. But the sum that they stashed to the side was actually like a, a one of one. Okay. Or maybe like all of them didn't get minted and they don't want to put them into public mint. Um, they will, I've heard of them like raffling or, or auctioning them off. It reminds me a lot of like kind of how like trading cards and like comic books work too, like how you mint those. And there's trading card NFTs already. That's a oh, crazy man. thing. That's right? see. Uh, baseball cards basketball cards wanna, they're already yeah. starting to do it i kind of want to talk about that so what is your thoughts on like big companies getting into this like uh for example gaming companies ubisoft um there's uh even like so a lot of companies a lot of celebrities they're trying to like ride this wave or or as they say uh get with the times i guess they're trying to like oh we're trying to revolutionize we're trying to like give this to you guys so what is your thoughts of the integration of this stuff in games media uh already big stuff out there like like here's my thing right so if i'm playing like warzone for example let's just say they added nfts but the nfts were attached to the skins of the guns and the characters now this isn't the first time this has been done before because if uh you're familiar with counter-strike 
Counter Strike was big for this. The skins, the weapon skins, every like, and and there was a whole like controversy behind it because people were promoting these websites where it's like gambling. It's like you know, hey, you know, it's the same shit except it had no value really because it was for. I mean, some could argue yes, it did, but it's just for that game, and there's nothing else really backing it besides that whole system. Um, now. Like what now? What's your thoughts on the whole uh, idea of that, of companies getting into it? Yeah, um, you know, I think there is some bad and good. You know, I mean, you gotta you gotta take all of this because it's so new to me and, and the way I think of it. Um, good for one is popularity, right? Mm-hmm. Um, making it more popular. And making it more well known is only going to help the people that have been doing it for a long time and grinding it out. Because right. maybe somebody comes online and they want to buy a baseball card or they want a, a favorite clip of their sporting event, uh, but then they see something else that they like. Uh-huh. Um, and then now it kind of leads into helping out other people that have projects and things like that. So, um, in, in that aspect, you know, I, I think it's good. Um, I also think it's good because these companies are going to be putting these products out there and yes, they will make money off of the sales, but really if the people get in early enough, the ones that are interested, right? The people that are interacting, they're the ones that are going to make the real money. Right. Because once that company, that big company sells it, now that becomes theirs. And they get to do whatever they want with it. And if True. they want to hold on to it and wait for it to rise and, you know, make 10x their profit, now they have done better than the company that started it. That's true. That's a that's an interesting perspective. Because, like, I got I got uh, Josh and, and my, my friend Super Slothman here in the chat. They're, uh, you know, like, you want, like, for Yu-Gi-Oh, for example, like, it would be nice if he had, like, a Yu-Gi-Oh card. And it's, like, super rare. And then at the same time, he could use it digitally online in his game, or if it's physical too, that's cool. Uh, apparently, like the like Disney, Marvel, Under Armour, getting some clothes out there that has some sort of NFTs attached to it. So like it's, and then of course we could yeah, and uh, you know, and it's not like this like this whole system hasn't been done before. You know, you're talking about RuneScape, um, different game apps, everything. There's always like an underground market for games or anything like like for example uh like let's say COD for example. There's a there's a difference and I and I know you're going somewhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There is a difference between us as consumers buying a skin and us as consumers buying an NFT. Well, 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 I'm not talking about like buying skins directly from the the game. I'm talking about Uh, like like I have an account on apex that has all these skins i can sell my account to you that has all these skins give you the login info and now you have all this shit same thing with like runescape for so runescape there's no like you can hire someone to make x amount of gold for you or grind this quest level up your character boosting all that and uh boosting is another thing like boost my rank up like overwatch that (laughs) was it was like hey i'll pay you like 50 bucks and get me to platinum give me this rank or i want this badge i want something it's like it's a little different but yeah like so far the government 
you know, Josh made up a good point. It's like so far the government's like kind of like they're trying to tax crypto with NFT art sale. I mean, here's the thing about art, right? Here's a different here's something I'd be interested if if the government was doing. So if you donate art to a museum, you get a tax break. That's how some like rich people get their fucking money off because they'll be like, hey, buddy, go find an artist, have their friend curate it. And, you know, it's like a win win situation because like like the, the infamous example was that stupid painting or it was just like a banana tape to a poster board. And then that sold for like thousands of dollars and then it was donated to a museum. And guess what? All that is like money tax off your tax. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So I wonder if like NFT will ever have like if there'll ever be like some sort of similar thing with crypto or um I mean you could probably donate crypto money to whatever, but with the NFT it's like will there be a museum? Will there be something in place to kind of hold you're, this you're art? Seeing, you're seeing some of it actually already and um it, it it's more attached to a crypto than the nfts but um of course you know if you cash out um you know and, and i like to think of it as gambling right it's only chips until you cash out so your right. crypto um is crypto and the value of it to the dollar is going to go up and down but until you cash it out um you're not going to get you know actual usd so, right um and until you get usd right that's when the government can say hey that is a profit that is a gain um and once you make that gain now you need to pay us taxes on it so um just like anything that you invest in overseas right on the internet or purchasing a house a car anything if you make money off of it, the government's gonna want their cut. Well, what's your what's your thoughts on that? Like, do you think they have the right to like do that, or do you think it's like something we should do anyway? If no, this is um, if it's truly supposed to be decentralized, why should taxes be involved? Uh, the the only part because like doing the transactions um, and doing all that stuff, it's not tax. Like you yeah. you don't see like everybody pays a gas fee. Yeah, yeah. You don't say oh. Um, we're adding seven dollars and fifty cents of tax. Exactly. On, I'm know, not more so talking about that. I'm talking about like, why should I have to report how much crypto I made? At the you know, I I get I when you I saw that you don't need to report it until yeah. you pull it out and turn that crypto into USD. And and you know, of course, the government is going to want their cut. I is I could just see him saying some shit. Yeah. What's what's comments i want to hear no 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 my buddy just made a, <laughs> he just made a joke he's like i'm making an nft that attached to my cancer cells i'm going to be 150,000 limited edition picks based off dogs i wish i had who's trying to buy and kick start this bitch <laughs> hey you know what if you get a good following anything will work i right? bet i bet man i mean i mean and and you know there's um there was a great quote that I was listening to somebody who had been in the NFTs from the beginning, mm-hmm. um, you know, and he said, there's basically two kind of people that trade NFTs and are successful, right? And okay. There's ones that are lucky. And then there's ones that do their research. And he said, but don't do it just because, you know, you want to be lucky. 
Uh, mm-hmm. fall, fall in love with the art because that's going to be the value is that, you know, yeah. don't go out there and say, okay, this one's popular, right? Find a community and find something that you like. I mean, there's some beautiful pieces, you know, photographers that are doing it. Oh, um, yeah. I mean, 3D images, right? There's, there's characters. I mean, I'm in one right now uh, that has uh, an NFT that's attached to an online game. So you yeah. can take NFT and go into a game and play kind of like a Street Fighter Mortal Kombat 1v1. And I, we talk shit in the Discord about like, hey, you know, bring it over here. Let's do it. Let's fight, right? Take your NFT. Um, and they're, they're still uh, about to release the beta for it. So right now it's just a lot of shit talking, but it's yeah. just something cool. Like it's a good concept behind it. So like for me, I'm a gamer. Mm-hmm. I'm into NFTs. I like it. I'm for a, me, yeah. it's if that one doesn't, if I never make a profit from that one, so be it. I enjoy it, you know, and that's the art part about it. I would be, yeah, I would be interested. I'm more so interested in the utility of it than, um, like, like you said, if it's attached to a game or uh, I'm buying an asset. Like, I think it's helpful for people who take advantage of like using it for the digital art or or artists. Like, they have a legit way to back their shit and be like, this is like an official piece or whatever. Something on uh, Deviant Art someone just takes it and copies it and then you could easily say oh you didn't make this i did with the nft backend structure it's like well no you didn't make it and it's not yours this blockchain right yeah i put it on there and i'm the one um now they they do have like uh verified accounts on yeah uh, open c which is okay. where i do NFT trading. And so if they hit over a certain amount on a personal account, or if they hit a certain amount over an art, uh, a project, they will put like a little stamp and it says, um, you know, verified. And it just means like, hey, this person's trustworthy. They've done a lot of transactions. They never did anything shady. Um, and it so it's, it's like a reputation about. system. Exactly. Interesting. That's, that's, that's actually really cool. Like, yeah, like my my buddy's making jokes about like you know if he had like an MMO and like had like sexy like skins or whatever. I mean, it would sell though, you know. Like, uh, hey, so the, the <laughs> quote me on this now. Okay, right? okay. When the, when the porn industry fully gets into it, oh, they're man. gonna take off farther than anybody else, right? Um, but the thing is, right now, at least on OpenSea. Um, there's only so much um, of it that you can see before they don't consider it art, right? Mm, uh, they have yeah. their own regulations. And even some art has been pulled off uh, by OpenSea because they said, no, this is like too close to porn. But uh, there's already ones out there um, that, you know, have women and men covering those spots or just doing it at angles where it becomes art. Yeah, I mean it's whatever. I mean, it's, art is it's its own expression. It doesn't you know if there's nudity or any. There's a popular one called Dick Butt, right? Oh, dude, so, Dick Butt, man, that's the old school it's shit. A, it's a character. Yeah, Dick Butt goes. <laughs> yeah, Dick and a dick sticking out the back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He he's like, old, it's man. It's a character, though. It's not a person, so yeah. they just consider it like you know, like a funny. But that's uh, that's that one makes me laugh every time, man. I, I, I every time I see one of those, it just and, and you know what? That's I would like, buy that. Enjoyment out of it. I would buy that and, one. Yeah, if you're, if you're looking at it and it makes you laugh, and that's that old school art too. It's like a little yeah. blocky. Um, but if it makes you laugh and you enjoy it, then that is, you know, you're owning that piece of art. 
Um, and and it's gonna so lead into. I'm, I'm curious. Did the actual maker of Dick Butt actually make it into an NFT, or did someone else just like do it? Because like Dick yeah, Butt, I have, I have no idea. I just stumbled across. Yeah, because that's so. That's one problem I know that's happened is where uh, some artists have gotten like kind of like the whole rug pulling. Going back to what we were talking about before, some people just take uh, art, upload it, take the money, and then go. And before the artist even knows it. It's like it's gone already. So it's- yeah, I mean that's that that happens, you know, um, and it sucks. I mean, you you know, there's gonna be bad people out there doing bad things always. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, I mean, it it's unfortunate, like, because the whole concept I would think would help try to prevent that, but I think it still happens with the whole repute system you were talking about and doing all that. Uh, maybe. You know, I, um, I know you looked over there. No, no, he's good. just no, he's just talking. Shit. He's just saying, "Oh, I took your your uh, art and made it into NFT." Because that's the thing, right? <laughs> so I like the art I have on here is like I commissioned someone to make it, and yeah, um, I paid for it. Yeah, and he's the artist. If someone took a picture of it and then said they made it, I don't know. I mean, technically, it's got lone salesman on it. I don't know if anyone's gonna want that shit, but. If someone wants to be the lone salesman, then sure, but it's well, like I, I was I was interested in like how do you make an NFT, right? Yeah. And so I was on OpenSea and there's a little button that says um create an NFT. Okay. I was like uh, I was like, no way, it's this easy, right? So I took my Redbush symbol uh-huh. and I uploaded it and I paid like thirty dollars in gas fees and I created it. Wow. It took all of maybe a minute and I was like, what? And then I could sell it. I could put a price on it. Like, you know, I put 10,000 ETH. I was like, yeah, somebody please buy this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> make, make different... You should, you should do yeah. something, you know, what you should do. I, this is something you you could do too. And uh, I don't know if anyone will steal this idea, but you should do one with different knots. Ooh, that's a good one. Cause think about, think about that one. I have my thing. I know exactly. You, you take you take uh, some pictures of it, or you just like do some cool. I don't know. Fuck I'd it. have to work with a bosomator on my man, so I don't know. I, I don't know. Do you should still know your knots? You're you um. You see? Uh, no, 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 no. We do flags. So there's only so many flags. That's another one. Sell the flags, <laughs> and then and then sell it to the navy. Hey, yeah, if you want to um, create, create uh, words out of them, you know. Yeah, dude, and then be like, yeah, sell it to the U.S. government, and be like. Um, Fuck it, dude. Those are so funny. He sounds like you, you want to get me uh, retired early. <laughs> dude. Hey, you know what? Here's the thing. Army and uh, the whole U.S. government, they buy the white papers to, like, new technologies and stuff all the time. Patents. They do this yeah. shit all the time, man. Like, there's so much shit. Like, that's someone's making something, and then the government gets involved. Like, hey, um, we're interested in this. Or, or some private companies involved. Shit. Maybe. Dude, what if that? What if the Navy requires you to like, when you rank up, you have to buy an NFT of your rank. It come. <laughs> you have to buy like. Better get those those NFT anchors and become <laughs> yeah. chief. All right, Ensign, go buy your your butter bars. <laughs> yeah, man, dude, fuck that. That'd be so funny. Like, yeah, before you uh. But- <laughs> Did you make your open sea account? Yeah. Did you make your uh sailor? 
Yeah, yeah. Where's your wallet address? Yeah. Send that to me. I forgot. He's like some someone's got like written on their fucking they got it wrote it on their forearm. They got it tattooed and everything. It's like, oh it's one, two, five, six, eight, B, six, four, seven, like uh oh wait. I can't I can't copy and paste from your arm. Yeah, right. <laughs> like like someone's like, dude, think about it. It could prevent stolen valor. Yeah, yeah. Hey. Because uh, most uh, most Award. I yeah. already verified. Yeah. Um, but now we're moving into to people having barcodes on their arm, and I don't oh, like man. this. <laughs> you, like, hey, wait a minute. You don't. You never got a NAM in your life. This right here. I checked. I got fuck- six. I promise. Yeah. Yeah. Right. He's wearing the. Yeah. Like, you don't have two- April Award. They just give you the uh, the NFT <laughs> NAM. Yeah, dude. They send it to your email, and then there you go. No, no award ceremony or anything, right? No. I don't think the Navy will ever move in that direction. No, and if they do, it's it's years after we're uh, gone. Well, with this we we used, to, I mean, we use crypto. It's part of the whole radio shit. I mean, that's literally was my job. We we had the keys. I mean, it wasn't used yeah. for money. It was used to encrypt our our channels. But uh, same concept. Right? Yeah, it's it's the same thing. They're all private public keys and. It's how we communicate to other ships. It's like, okay, I just encrypted it with this month's key. And if you don't have this month's key and you don't have this crypto equipment, you can't hear what we're talking about on this channel. I think the interesting thing that, that I want to touch on is that what some of the, the crypto people are doing. I know you've heard about the stadium name change, right? And uh, the Lakers Stadium is no longer the Staples, right? They're they're called Crypto.com Arena, right? It's not the, the right. staple, and that that was just massive. But even more than that, uh, I think, and who knows if it actually happens? I think that they're going to start doing the tickets with NFTs mm. to buy a ticket. You have to buy the NFT like a like a season pass, right? Okay. Um, you know, here is my season pass NFT that I can show at you. Yeah. Attached to me, and I get in. I, I think that's where they're going to move. That'd be kind of cool. I mean, like, I would, I would be into it too if, like, they put some cool design and they put like different players on the on the tickets or something. That'd be kind of cool. Yeah, and in a concerts, right? Well, what better way to sell it? And then there's no way anybody could steal that ticket from you. You yeah. would have to sell it, or you would have to look like it had a QR code address or something. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah exactly. So. Um, I, I think that's where it's going. I think um, Crow, right? Crypto.com. I think they're making huge moves. I bought some Crow myself. It's pretty low right now. Mm-hmm. And uh, the things that they're doing, I mean, you look at the UFC arena, right? The very middle of it now says Crypto.com. Really? Um, yeah. I mean, they're just making huge moves and like be doing it silently. They're not. Yeah. Really- no, I mean. Shit, they got the money, man. They they're making all this money off those transactions. Josh Josh made a good com- or uh Super Sloth made made a good comment, dude. Instead of challenge coins, make NFTs of the challenge coins. Dude, I tell him I already thought. Dude, already you need that. to do that shit. Go, dude. Listen, bro. You need chief because they'll listen to you, bro. They'll be like, yo, uh, that's fuck the NFT, bro. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, you know, I actually have a couple ideas for projects exactly. that I be like, do, be like, master, I, I master, master, exactly, master chief. Just don't worry about it, man. It's it's good for the, you know. And then, but yeah, no. Anyway, uh, my whole other concern. Money for the mess, though. I mean, yeah, you know, we, we that's the whole purpose of 
our real challenge coins Bro. is that yeah you're making money. Not, this is this is something that i thought about is don't just make it an nft right right make it an actual physical coin sure and make it actual nft so when you purchase the nft the the, the physical coin is sent to you oh that's cool yeah i mean you have both I mean. Yeah, yeah, and then once it's passed a certain amount of time, right? Um, you know, because if they trade it or they sell it, the next person's gonna be like, "Well, where's my coin?" Yeah. No, after that one has been used, or getting the physical coin, you can't get another one. So, um, you know, I, I'd actually thought about that. Which, you know, who who knows? Who knows if that would take off? I mean, there's lots of great ideas. There's lots of innovators. There's lots of people getting into this right now that are doing things that are different than everybody else. Um, and mm. it's just a matter of time before they have the right amount of following and the right amount of people that uh, like or enjoy that. And then you'll see them skyrocket, you know, to the fucking moon. Yeah, dude, I mean, that's that's cool. <laughs> to the moon! To the moon! There are some concerns about the uh, environment because here's the thing servers run hot they run super hot and yeah. the only way to cool them down is with air conditioning units and it's like water right water what no like more electricity what's that electricity being fueled by fossil fuels maybe maybe solar power but uh the whole concern of ethereum um crypto is what it's doing to the environment and will it add to global warming if now, on top of everything else that's going on, I don't think at the moment it's going to like, unless like every single person in the world starts getting involved and it becomes like a critical part of infrastructure. Like, let's say it's becoming so mainstream that like every store, everything you do is related to this system. Um, you could argue that already with all the banks, the currency, everything, that's already there for that it's like there's plenty of other resources being used uh so i mean i don't think it's gonna be like that catastrophic in the beginning but over time i guess you know if it, it keeps growing it could become like more significant yeah so i think a, a lot of it right if you if you think about it and i watched uh, a great video i've been watching i've been listening i've been reading uh but this guy was talking about okay we're moving to the the virtual world right we're we're moving eventually to the metaverse right everybody knows about facebook yeah, let's, let's talk about that a little bit because because you were talking to yeah. me about how how nfts and everything might integrate into that yeah, not not just might. I mean, this is actually going to happen. Um, and it's not going to be just a picture on the wall. They're going to integrate clothing. They've already talked about certain things and allowing users to not just purchase clothes, but create them and then make a brand and turn around and sell them. So it's not going to be just, you know, uh, them making a profit from it. You'll have an opportunity to go in there and do that yourself. Um, but as, you know, things start to evolve, and people are not going to have a need to like, I don't want to say a need, but they're not going to want to go outside, right? They've created this virtual fantasy or this mm -hmm. virtual world where they can go in there. Um, now, uh, something that they used to go out and buy, which used a lot of fossil fuels to create, um, I think could balance. So it's kind of like answering both your questions. Yeah. You know, previous 
this one. It, it could balance it out. I'm not going to say it's going to make enough difference to like really kind of make up for it. But yeah, I mean, there's some, some benefits and then there's some bad things. Now, these people think that they live in this fake reality and, you know, they're 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 kind of shut off from real human interactions. But um, I actually love what the the Facebook is doing in the metaverse. Um, I'm, I'm going to be, I actually went out and bought an Oculus too. Okay. Um, started talking about it. Cause I was like, well, let me get in there and see what it's about. Yeah. Um, and it was fucking fun, man. I'm a gamer. So of course I enjoyed that aspect. Um, but you know, just uh, being in my little fake house or virtual mm -hmm. reality house, um, I could go and sit on the couch, put on Netflix and sit there and watch Netflix. And <laughs> you know, a, my yeah. Kids are screaming in the back and they're doing their thing and I'm sitting there and I'm just watching Netflix, you know, and it's yeah. kind of cool. I hmm. like that whole concept of it. And um, you can move the screen wherever you want. You can make it as big as you want or small as you want. You know, you can receive messages at the same time. You can check things. Wow. It's like this. It, it was pretty cool. I, so I, I really like Oculus. I, I like what they're doing with the metaverse. Um, you know, it's going to. It's going to be huge because I know there's some game because uh, someone uh, one of our super slot was saying that someone like paid four hundred fifty thousand dollars to be Snoop Dogg's neighbor in, in the metaverse. Yeah, you know what? I'm, I'm sad to admit this, but last night I went online and I looked for land in the metaverse. Oh, man. Right. And I was like, you know, they won't even put a price. You basically have to bid on it. And if uh, they like the bid, um, then they'll contact you. And so, like, I found this plot of land, and I'm like, yeah, sure, uh, that'll do, right? And uh, I didn't put a bidding price because I was just like, please contact me. I would just like to know, like, yeah. what they're going for. But, yeah, people that are buying, like, land in the metaverse right now, um, which is just crazy to me. But, you know, of course, I had to look it up. Uh, I, I think it's 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 a piece of virtual property i mean the metaverse is going to be so huge it's not like you're just going to sit there and hang out on a tiny little piece of land and not go out like i i want to go into the metaverse to to shoot through you yeah know, I'm, universe. yeah yeah it's yeah, gonna yeah. Be huge. that's what i'm saying what, what is the limitations yeah how big is it going to be you know so i mean it's, i don't know it's, it's you it's, know the size of the universe right, right. it's so, is so, there really or is it continuously growing? Well, here's the way I uh, see it, right? So let's say like, so in VR chat, you know, you can kind of already like interact with people, make your own avatar. It's more free base. And uh, with this metaverse and it, let's just say like there's other companies who are making their own virtual like multiplayer game or online experience. Will it be to the point where everything's just like, because we've got Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Is it going to be the same thing where, like, Twitter's going to be, like, kind of competing or a different companies might be competing to create their own world? Or is it going to be with, like, Facebook? Like, let's talk about a little bit about China, for example, because Facebook is not a lot in China. A lot of companies don't like Facebook. They've done some shady shit. They've been in trouble with the FTC. And um, some people don't like the way how aggressive they are with uh, data collection. It's it's something that people agree to and willingly and unknowingly they just do it. You know, that's my thing is like, okay, well, if we create this Making world, yeah, my the long because here's the thing, they're gonna make it to where 
they want you to stay in there. It's the same thing with Facebook. If they make it to where they optimize it so you are on there as long as possible. Same thing with uh, some games, some mobile games. It's the same tactic. It's like we have to make this experience to get you on here as long as possible and to get you keep playing. And this is this is how it works. Now with the metaverse, it's like, okay, um, how can we make this to where we want people to be here more? And it's interesting that it's coming to surface now during the whole pandemic, because now people are thinking like, okay, well, this would be great because I can just meet up this guy and go hang out. And uh, <laughs> yeah, without getting fucking COVID. So um, I'll just stay in my house for years at a time. Yeah, that's that's scary, right? Um, it's not something that you really want to see in a growing society. But, uh, you know, if you haven't watched it already, which I'm sure you have, because I know you've done a lot of research on this, but if you haven't watched the 11 minute video that Mark Zuckerberg put out about the metaverse, of course, um, man. The, please, the, like, the sweet, sweet, baby, like, sweet baby Ray sauce. On. That was my, that was my favorite thing in the whole video. Yeah. <laughs> I love I love that video where he's like smoking the meats. Yep, man, we're just smoking the meats with the sweet baby rays. And he's got, he looks like he's on fucking cocaine or something. His eyes are so fucking dilated. Dude, he's, I don't know. There's something wrong with that dude. I just rewatched the, like, the social network because I was like, I really like that movie. And yeah. it's interesting to see how like long ago that was when, when he first started and where it's at now. My whole thing is like, and Super Slothman just mentioned something. Yeah, the whole competition aspect of it. It's like, do you have to own an Oculus to get on the metaverse? Or will it be like, if I have a uh, different headset? Or like, is there going to be competition? Because that's the thing. It's like, is it going to be the point where Facebook tries to squash anyone else who tries to make their own virtual world? Where it's like, no, we own the, you know, we're the only ones who could do this. Like, is there going to be a monopoly? Is it going to be to where you have to have Oculus? You have to have this to get in. Is there going to be that exclusivity you see with uh, NFTs and other communities like you mentioned? If you go and look and, and see the price, right, of the Oculus. It's probably to, cheap, right? It's, it's, it's it not, is, and they did that on purpose. Yeah. Right? Is that they basically want to get every, they want to put one of these in every single person's hand. Right. If if you're you're selling for lower than what the new, um, you know, and, and I I bought one. It was three ninety nine. But there is a new VR headset, right? That's supposed to be more comfortable, right? So you can wear it longer. Go figure. And it's gonna have different things. So when you're in the metaverse and you have a facial reaction, it's going to see it and then allow people to oh. see that face action right so it's like um interesting they're, they're, they're gonna have some some crazy stuff and then they even talked about one day having and it's in that 11 minute video glasses oh uh, yeah glasses and you become you're at work right google, i know google's also been kind of like trying to do that as well google glasses has been in i don't think whatever headset you use or whatever yeah. vr system you use their main thing is to get people on there. Yeah. So if they it only exclusively for the Oculus or anything that Meta per, puts out, uh, it would kind of prevent them from maybe getting other people that have 
different VR type headsets to get in and interact because the interactions is where they're going to make the most. They want you to go out there and look at the programs, look at the things that are being built, be a consumer and buy clothes and do all these things and create these social networks. And they want that, mm -hmm. you know, because if they limited it and somebody was like, oh, I have a, an old Oculus or I have an old VR headset, um, I, I think that if they limit it, they're going to miss out on, on opportunities. And that's not what they're trying to do. They're trying to get as many people as they can into that VR world. Have you ever watched uh, Altered Carbon? Oh, yeah. I love it. Yeah. Oh. It, that's that's what kind I of experience. What, what I'm thinking of, do you remember in the beginning when he's like, he's got that chip in his head and like all the ads are getting sent to like us? In the back of the neck, right? Yeah. Yeah. And then, and then like ads are like shooting to his brain and they won't stop. And then she has <laughs> yeah. to like, oh, you got to get this blocker. I I wonder, I wonder how aggressive it'll be if you're actually playing that shit. You'll be walking around, and then someone walks Oop. up and, "Hey man, you should do uh, Uber Eats. You must be getting hungry. You know, why don't you go go get yourself some McDonald's? Why don't you go uh, or Colonel Sanders? You ever seen uh, You ever seen Wreck It Ralph or, or Ralph? Yeah, Rex yeah, 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 yeah. Hey, you want to get rich playing video games? <laughs> yeah, that guy that comes over, he's like, "Hey, you yeah. want to get rich playing video games? Exactly." Come here. You know? They'll see Colonel Sanders like walk up, be like, "I'm freaking looking good," mm. you know, like, <laughs> <laughs> like you know, they could do anything. Think about it. Ads could be even more creative, and and or it could just be subliminal too. Like, like maybe they're putting pictures of food on. Like, here's the something they could do, right? Like, let's say, uh, there's posters and billboards in the metaverse, but they're attuned to individuals so not everyone sees the same ones so maybe when you're looking around i might see something for like uh it computer shit and then you might see something for like uh like golfing for example like you're seeing golfing ads and i'm seeing like uh something for cycling and, and here's here's even something scarier okay right is that what if the people that you're talking to aren't saying what they're actually saying. Mm, yeah. What if Facebook, to make it so that it aligns with Facebook values, right? Yeah. Uh, or Meta values, right? Because that's the company's name now. It's no longer Facebook. It's Meta. Yeah. Right. What if? What if the if you say something that doesn't align with what they think is right, they change what you say. So you're saying it, but everybody else hears it differently. Oh yeah, that, that that's if, scary. Censorship, because Facebook's already kind of been known to censor stuff, but usually it's like really like outlandish stuff. So, I mean, I guess some moderation would be good, especially if you have like kids and other, I don't know. I mean, what's what's going to be the you, demographic you of this? Yeah. All the toxic kids that are out there. Exactly. And all the kids that they say, like, yeah, you're yeah, not yeah. going to be able to filter that. The no. only thing is, just like they do bans. Right. When they ban somebody's account for like saying like mm -hmm. something that doesn't align with Facebook values. Right. Um, you're going to be out there and there's going to be these toxic people. And then all of a sudden their avatar is just going to disappear. Yeah. <laughs> do you think they do? So do you think they would do something like hardware bans? Like they would like ban the headset as well? Because think if someone could just oh, make no, a new I don't account. Know. Yeah. That's now that's a great question. Because if you ban the, the headset, that headset is now useless for or, anybody else puts it on or maybe like they ban that like the mac address right from connecting and then 
because that's just how they did everything. the IP address, right? Yeah. Where they're receiving the internet from. So well, it's you could, like you could refresh your IP and spoof it, but uh, like the MAC address is the physical address that you know. I I would assume I'm not sure. Like maybe they could ban like the computer you're connected to or like the network you're on. There's a different ways they could do it. But I'm just saying, like maybe someone's spoofing it. They have bots. You know, there's gonna be plenty of fucking bots too. They're gonna like have. Yeah. Do, interaction they're going to yeah. cause interactions and and it's going to feel real and, and even scarier they're figuring out social engineering they, man think of it they, they've already done it is that they're going to be able to scan you and put you physically in there mm -hmm. so it's not going to be looking at an avatar anymore it's going to be looking like we look at somebody in real life and they're getting so good at it that you're going to really feel that that person is in front of you because it's no longer an avatar. Yeah. It is they they said that they can they can do such a good scan, they can get down to your pores. Really? And then they can replicate it and that is your avatar but it's actually you. Do you think like going back to like something like China, right? Where they already have technology like that face recognition everywhere. Everyone has a this, you know, the social credit score system. Now, what if I, you know, who's to say that the government, our U.S. government, we already know that they do not give a shit about privacy. You know, they'll, we, we know that probably Japan, every other country too, they, they, you know, they'll scan, they, they filter all network. You know, I was talking to my buddy about this too, because he had the satellite phone and uh, in some countries it's not allowed because it's a direct connection to a satellite a private satellite and it doesn't filter through any um government you know network so no one can filter it because you're not connecting to their shit in some countries you can get a lot of trouble for that because they want to know you know what's going on what is facebook going to do with all this information like they know what we look like in the metaverse they know what we look like because that's what we already do. We're uploading all this information, this content. It's going to be all focused on making these people buy more stuff. Exactly. We, know what, we already know what you like, and we already know what you watch. We already know all this they're, stuff. They're going to sell the data to these companies and be like, look, so-and-so is like, we got Bill over here. He's been he's been talking about golf all day. You got to fucking send him these ads, bro. We're, we're, we'll they send already do it ads. Exactly, exactly. I know I they mean, do. They are, yeah. I know they do. And it's like, how much farther could it get? It's that's it's, a scary part, man. Yeah. They can take it wherever they want because, I mean, you know, uh, I did see a great place though. If if anybody's worried about their information being on certain websites, which mm -hmm. a lot of websites will collect your information, I just learned tonight preparing for some of the, the questions. Yeah, is that there's a website where you can go to in one click. You can find out every single piece of data collected from you from every website. And then what you can do is you can literally one click clear that data and that won't be stored on their website anymore. Ah, uh, yeah. It's all the it's all the cookies too. All the cookies you always uh, accept. If you don't get rid of those, I'll just keep going. Yeah. Those cookies in your browser, man, definitely they're convenient to have sometimes, but you definitely want to clear them out and do a refresh and you know josh mentioned too like some of these systems can be used for good like preventing outbreaks using uh google trends like like finding information that's like all right like what's going on 
we could pick up data we we use it to pick up terrorists you know uh really violent people who might be planning to do something horrible like uh yep. the shootings and stuff we can stop that with the uh, all the back end systems great you know but i mean they've been doing data collection for yeah. way before facebook was yeah ever. no yeah i mean you nsa's know? been notorious just, yeah and they it's just facebook had more people than ever that they could just do it in such a way where you know obviously the numbers are bigger and the more data collected the more accurate it is so it's there's um, a good interview with uh snowden that uh joe rogan did not too long ago and he was just snowden was just kind of talking about you know he's the big whistleblower uh who he's in russia now and he's just talking about how it is today and it's just like yeah like what we were doing is peanuts compared to like what's available now, like with Facebook, all the apps on your phone, they're all interconnected. Yeah. Now I've noticed that. Um, meme. Did you see that meme? Yeah. Where it was like, the government is asking for everybody to update their facial recognition. Facebook's like, I got you. We'll put out the 10 year challenge. <laughs> yeah. Right. Exactly. And everybody's doing it. Of course. Everyone's you know? doing it. I'm not doing now it. It's like, now they have a picture from you 10 years ago and a picture of you today. Let's see how fat they get in this 10 years. Yeah. Some people look better. I'm like, I know some people do. Yeah. I definitely got fatter. I mean, I was, I didn't do do my 10 year challenge. I was like, my my 10 year challenge. I was fucking 16 and I was like a, like a pothead. I'm like, (laughs) I don't want to share these pictures, but nobody's going to see this. Yeah. I mean, yeah, they're on my Facebook if you dig deep enough, but I mean, I I leave them. Yeah. I leave them there just cause, uh, you know, I keep everything private, so you know, no one. If you're wrapping it up, I want anybody who's interested in NFTs or interested in crypto. The number one thing is before you put any money into it, do your own research. And I am not in any way telling you to put your money into crypto or NFTs. But if that's something that interests you, um, one of the best ones that I'm following right now is a guy who said the first six months of him being in crypto, he never actually bought it. Uh, Mm. Or Sorry, NFTs. And NFTs, he never actually bought it. But what he did is he went on there and he looked and he said, okay, this is something that I'd be interested in. If I bought here, he would track it and see how it did. Um, And after six months, then he finally bought his first NFT. Okay. And he is super successful now. So take your time. Don't rush into it. If it sounds too good to be true, it probably is. I, I think um, I didn't ask you this question. I'll, I'll leave you with this last question. But um, okay. from you know, you've given a lot of good advice. But uh, what would you say your like personal? Well, if you don't want to get into it, it's fine. But what what would you say your personal experience is with the with trading? Like, have you been successful? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I mean, here here's the thing, right? And I, I would gladly get into this. Here's the thing. I have done this now for just under three weeks. Okay. Right? Just under three weeks. And so I got hooked right off the beginning and I got lucky. Right? I, I, I bought in and I made a quick $600 in five days. Right? And I was like, wow, that was cool. You know? And so I did it again. Mm-hmm. Right? Next week, I got lucky again. Um, I did the exact thing that I told people not to. I listened to one of my buddies who has been researching it for a long time. Mm -hmm. Um, So it was actually good that I listened to him. I listened to one of my buddies. I bought in. I made $1,800 in six hours. 
Um, And then I flipped it uh, again for their smaller one and I made another 400. So first week, 600 bucks, second week, $2,200. In a matter of two weeks, I made $2,800. And I turned around and I started reinvesting it and building it up more. And then I got it to a point right now where if I sold everything, um, probably be around 15,000. Uh, if I sold it now, there's projects I'm holding, projects I'm still going to be, um, you know, going for that whitelist or minting. No, um, so you've been pretty so successful. In a short amount of time, right? And, and I did it the way that you shouldn't. I took other people's opinion and I didn't research it. So now that I got lucky, now I've taken a step back and said, let me go learn about this. So really the last five days, I've only dealt with one project. Um, and it was a, a whitelist mint that I'm interested in. And mm-hmm. it was one that is attached to a video game and it's an NFT. Like, so for me, it kind of fits both of my, uh, you know, hobbies right now. Yeah. And so like that one was one that I had already kind of looked into and knew that I was going to continue. But now, right, I've taken a step back and I've done more research, not only on NFTs and crypto, but the people that are the influencers behind it, because that is more important. The, the artist, the influencers, uh, the people that are involved with these big projects, the names of these people keep coming up over and over again, right. each thing I'm looking at. And if you look at the ones that are most successful, they all in some way were tied together at one point. And not only that, but they're still working together and they're still keeping their communities coming together, which is building more of a following for all of them and making more interest into NFTs and making people that hold them um, or trade them or sell them, making them more successful. So um, it's just, you know, you you have to find the right people. Um, So I know I talked. Uh, but uh, just for that simple question. No, but... no, it's fine. It's it's a good closing statement to kind of just wrap your head around. All right. All right. Well, thank you. Awesome. I, I really appreciate that. You know, you're very, you know, calculated when it comes to these kind of things. So appreciate coming to the show and uh, look forward to playing or maybe talking with you again. Yeah, yeah, that sounds good. Hey, I'll still play some games, but I just might not stream them, you know. Oh, so, okay. uh, thanks, thanks for inviting me and having me on. And uh, it's always great to catch up. You know, uh, I'm glad we got to shoot our shit a little bit. Yeah, and, dude, for sure. You know, reminisce about old times. It's it's great, man. Uh, so, thank you. Hell Appreciate yeah. it. And uh, all all your viewers out there, Alms. Yeah. yeah. I'll see you next time, maybe. So. I think, yeah, I think this will go good for the podcast. So everyone who's been listening, um, thank you for tuning in. If you're watching this on YouTube, you know, give it a like, comment. If you have any information you want to share, or you can Twitter me at uh, at The Lone Salesman if you had any questions about what we talked about. And uh, we'll leave it off there. So have a good one. See ya.